Hi, and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending December 15th. My name is Elizabeth Jackson. I'm an analyst on our Global Responsible Investing team. And joining me today is Alex Kuzli, our investment strategist for the Asia-Pacific region. Alex, welcome to Market Week in Review. Thanks, Liz. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So I understand um, today we want to talk about rates. Can you give us an update on rates in the U.S. and how the Fed is going to round out 2023? Yeah, absolutely. So we had the Fed meeting this week where they kept rates on hold, as everyone expected. But the surprise came that they took a little bit more of a dovish approach to policy. So they hinted that, or you know, in their dot plots they look at, they're projecting three rate cuts for next year. And they've really shifted some of their rhetoric around the risks around monetary policy. So we've been in a world where Jerome Powell has been very focused on the mistakes that were made in the 70s of easing policy too quickly and letting inflation go back uh, or, you know, re-accelerate. And now they're really highlighting the risks that are more two-sided and that there are, you know, there are problems that can arise if you leave rates for too high for too long. This saw a pretty big reaction in government bond markets. So we saw two-year, five-year, ten-year um, interest rates fall quite significantly on the back of this, and they've continued to fall into Thursday's trading. Um, you know, more broadly, though, I think importantly from our perspective, we still think that government bonds still look fairly attractive in terms of valuations even after this rally. And given that we still think recession risk is a little bit elevated, you know, if we are facing recession risk as we go into 2024, the Fed are hinting that there's more rate cuts, the market is pricing more, but there is still the potential for even more interest rate cuts if that recession ensues. So we still think that government bonds play a pretty attractive role in multi-asset portfolios. And what about Europe? Both the European Central Bank and the Bank of England had meetings recently. What came from that? So Europe and the Bank of England, the two the kind of key takeaways is that they're a little bit more cautious in hinting towards the potential for easing policy next year relative to the Fed. So the ECB did acknowledge that cuts weren't talked about at all in their meeting. Uh, and the Bank of England somewhat similarly said that, you know, they need to keep policy tight for a bit longer. This is, you know, fairly understandable given that the ECB and the Bank of England were behind the Fed in terms of raising rates. So, you know, it does seem like they will lag in terms of cutting rates next year. Uh, but yeah, they, they're kind of a couple of months behind right now in terms of the monetary policy trends. Interesting. So that's enough about central banks. I wanted to turn to saying that you're an expert on Liz and we had the COP28 conference in, in Dubai. Can you run us through what exactly COP is? Yeah, so COP, which stands for the Conference of Parties, it's the United Nations annual conference um, uh, to tackle the impacts from climate change. So each year around 200 com- countries come together to negotiate how they're going to tackle the global response to our changing climate. With that, this year, over 100,000 um, other uh, individuals um, uh, came together to look at different types of collaboration around climate change, including investments uh, and infrastructure and even community events. And you like, what were the key takeaways from the meeting in Dubai? Yeah, so the key takeaway from COP this year really focused on the word, um, the wording in the agreement around the transition away from fossil fuels, and also the agreement that we want to triple renewable energy capacity by 2030. What this really means is that many are reading this as a signal that um, the fossil fuel era is beginning to wind down as we decarbonize our global economy. Um, I think more specifically, what does this mean for markets? If this agreement is delivered by countries, this agreement will have long-term impacts for um, the different uh, market economies. Renewables and energy efficiency technologies don't really rely on the fossil fuel industry to succeed. They've already proven that they can be competitive and scalable in their own right. 
So now it's really only a matter of time if countries can work to implement the agreement that came out of Dubai at COP28. So really, we should expect to see an increase of investment in renewables and potentially uh, even more policy deals like Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which will provide benefits for both companies and investors as they decarbonize uh, our economy. Yeah, that's really interesting, Liz. And I guess it's something that we have to really pay attention to over the longer run. Definitely. And that is Market Week in Review for the week uh, ending December 15th. This is our last Market Week in Review for the year. So happy holidays to those who are watching, and we will see you in 2024. Hi, I'm Eric Ristaman, Chief Investment Strategist for Russell Investments. If you like what you saw in this video and want to see more like it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel.